I think let's let's go into that a little bit more because this is something that I've talked to specifically with Tanner. Um, being in YSA wards right now, one of the Whew. main questions that bishops get is, "What's the definition of passionate kissing?" Right? <laughs> this is like I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? So I've talked, I've had hours-long conversations with Tanner about this because, as somebody that has gone through like a pornography addiction feeling those things throughout childhood, adolescence, puberty, all that stuff. Staying, I guess what we've talked about is, you know how they always say, don't cross the line, right? Mm -hmm. But this new, higher, holier way is staying as far away from the line as possible, right? Yeah. And the distance that you feel you have to stay away is totally subjective. And so I guess if I had a question about that, it would be how do you come to find that distance for yourselves with with whatever the commandment is you know it's a good question that's a very good question um <laughs> yeah i don't know if i have I guess, an answer right me, off the bat let me phrase it a different way if you were to meet your former self from high school that's going through great guy, a pornography yeah. addiction <laughs> <laughs> that's going through pornography addiction mm -hmm. and is like crossing that line repeatedly but also has the mindset like you know i can get close to the line Mm -hmm. still be okay yeah what are you gonna tell him oh yeah see i think that's a tough one um oh and i i kind of have mixed feelings about like my answer i guess to that because in a way i'm very grateful for my high school self having gone through that because man experience has, is a lot yeah experience is huge um i mean i, I wish i you could gain all the lessons you know lessons learned without the experience because man that'd be great um but that's hard to do um but I think, oh man, that's a tough one. You're making me really think it's on this one. one. <laughs> um, one thing I would probably just say is just, like, look look inside, see how you're feeling, because I think that's really what it comes down to mm. with this kind of it all being subjective. Is cause, and I, I look back at, like, in high school and middle school, and just whenever I've been struggling, yeah, you don't, I mean, you might feel temporary happiness, but you don't have that kind of just that peace. This is something that Jaden loves is peace. She'll, she'll talk about that probably yes. here in just a second. But, yeah, yeah. loves peace and um, you just Less don't have peace. that. <laughs> you just don't have that. I feel like when you're towing the line or when you're getting as close as you can, because you're, yeah, you're always. I mean, even if you're not consciously stressed about it, you're stressed about going over the line. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Even as you're standing on the line, There's you're this stressed thing about the light yeah. of Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you. I mean, you just don't have the light of Christ. You don't. You don't have that. You don't have that peace. You don't have that comfort. And. You know, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that would be that would probably say, "Oh, I've just never felt that." And it's like, you know, I think we all feel it in different ways. But looking back, you can definitely see in my life, um, and I, I'd probably say Jaden and my mom probably both have seen a different Tanner from then to now. And a lot of that I think goes with that, like light of Christ. Like I'm, I'm just happier <laughs> now, and exactly. so I, true happiness. Yeah, true happiness, yeah. <laughs> and just realizing that that's the reasoning behind all of it, and. I think that's probably what I would tell that self is just how are you actually feeling? Like, don't give me the, you know, the beat around the what, bush answers that, your, yeah. Like, what are you, what is your spirit? Honestly being honest you? with yeah, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And then just Brutally probably honest. having, yeah. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, just kind of chop it up and hash it out right there and be like, Hey, what are you actually feeling? And then have a conversation on that with my former self rather than just being like, Hey, don't do that. Cause mm. yeah. Cause look where I am. And I'm, you know, I'm in a better spot than I was, you know? And cause I, I think that's a lot of how, I feel like I was taught the gospel just off and on throughout growing up, and I don't, I don't love it that way. I love, 
I love knowing it because I know it rather than, you know, knowing it because somebody else knows it, yeah. I guess, or doing things because I want to rather than, you know, doing things because I've been told to. And I feel like it's just so much more powerful. So being able to kind of have that introspection of like, okay, how am I actually feeling? You know, I'm not feeling as, you know, I'm more stressed than I ever have been. I'm more of this, I'm more of this, mm-hmm. I'm more of this. I'm just not happy. And kind of then being able to take a step back and being like, what is causing that? And it's like, oh, yep, yep, pornography will do that to you, you know, and like stuff like that. And yeah, but honesty is a big part of God's It's huge. Sorrow, right? It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what would you say to that, Jaden? Like, yeah, if I want to hear this piece. You're to look deal. at your <laughs> conversation with your former self in a situation where you might be towing the line a little bit. Yeah. What would you say? Um, I think the biggest thing I would say is to like tell myself to figure out like how God speaks to me and how the Spirit speaks to me. Because I 100% know that I had those, like, feelings of, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Or, Mm. like, you know, the spirit was telling me, like, hey, you're crossing the line right now or you're getting really close to that line. And I knew that, but I, like, brushed it off or whatever. Mm. And, like, I don't think I knew in the moment that I was just brushing it off. I mean, like, Mm. sometimes I think it's, like, subconsciously you're just like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, But... With, like, the peace thing, I think, for me, the biggest way that I have learned over time that the Spirit does speak to me is, like, by being able to feel that peace. And if I don't feel peace, I do not <laughs> <Yeah>. function <laughs> very well. <laughs> um, you can ask Tanner. Nope. Um, but I just, like, I need that peace in my life to be able to, like, make decisions. Mm. Um and obviously like some decisions like what I'm going to eat for breakfast. I don't need like, (laughs) you know, I can do that by myself, but like with like big decisions or things that I'm going to do or things that affect other people, I really need that piece. And I think learning how the spirit speaks to me and how God speaks to me has helped me feel that peace. Yeah. So that's, I think that's, (laughs) I think that's the answer right there is, are you in a position right now where you can, actually feel the spirit yeah like actually feel the spirit in whatever way that you do feel the spirit and yeah. you know what one thing to add on to how do you f- like being honest with yourself is being honest with somebody else and being accountable mm-hmm. like aaron will tell you he is the first one to call me out on my bs because <laughs> he's like brain are you sure you feel the spirit i'm like shut up I don't <laughs> no one asked you to be like, here all right, all right. Yep. <laughs> but i that's true we, we talk about accountability a lot to each to to somebody that you know is gonna help you get to where you need to be and where you know you need to be and you can feel peace with that decision well, I've had conversations with my little brother, too, because he's in high school right now. Going and through it. Yeah, going through <laughs> it. And I'm like, really, the only thing that you need to focus on during this time, whether you be watching a movie, whether you be hanging out with friends, whether you be on a date with a girl, mm-hmm. whether you be cuddling with a girl watching a movie, is can I feel the spirit right now? Is my heart in the right place? Is my mind in the right place? Because as soon as that's gone, you're too close to the line. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, really and isn't that like a prophet says... Um, anytime you almost go past the line or something like that, or any, anywhere you're close to sin, the spirit will tell you Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. You'll know. Yeah. 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 You'll know because the spirit will manifest to you. <laughs> it's <laughs> stop. it's yeah. a promise. Like that's what Final we're talking answer. about. The light of Christ. Yeah. And I think that goes along really well to the next question I have. One of my favorite scriptures ever is in Alma five fourteen talking about spiritually being born of God and receiving his image in your countenance. And so Alma asks these two questions. Have you spiritually been born of God? Have you received his image in your countenance? Have you experienced this mighty change in your hearts? 
And something that we always talk about, Ray and I are always talking about, is some people just have light to them, right? Some people just have a different light to them. And to me, a lot of ways, that's what it looks like when you receive his image in your countenance. But what, is, what does receiving his image in your countenance entail to you guys? Um, that's a good question again. <laughs> um, for me, I think it just means that, like, people can see Christ in you. Um, and that, like, when you're around, you're able to, like, help them mm-hmm. come closer to Christ, whether it's just a smile. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all it takes. And sometimes, obviously, like, it, there, there's more that needs to go into it than just a smile, like, reaching out, sending a text or helping someone through like a hard time like there's so many different ways that it can happen but i think the most important thing is just that people can feel christ when you're around yeah and i think one thing that's really important there is that you know there's people out there that yeah they might feel that way you know or be able to see it but they might not realize it's you and i don't think that's the important part Hmm. you know is having people connect that back with you like oh like it's Jaden. So, yeah, she's so spiritual. It's like, no, it's just, you just feel good. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be because of a certain person, I feel like, or it doesn't have to be pointed back, you know, traced back to someone. But just being able to kind of have that piece that, yeah, you're able to do that for people. And yeah. it might not be confirmed to you, but, I mean, I feel like you kind of know. And, and, yeah, and I think another part that's important to, like, receiving his image in your countenance and kind of what that means to me, at least, is just trying. Um, I feel like that is something that I have learned a lot about in the last however many years um and 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 this calling too is just that being able to try is mm-hmm. so much more important sometimes than just doing it right yeah um doing your best like yeah your yeah best, exactly right? trying and that's that's kind of what in my head because you'll learn things doing yeah that. absolutely and there's i i like to ask we, we do like um how are you interviews with like every mm-hmm. student me and the second council or me and the first counselor um and the bishopric do that and it's super fun but that, that's one of the my favorite questions is asking like hey how are you doing spiritually and my favorite answers are the ones that are like oh i'm trying and you're like yeah spot on like and then i always make them like kind of unpack right un- unpack it a little bit for me but i feel like that's what god's asking us to do and you know by having his you know his image in our countenance he's just asking us to try try to uplift others kind of like what Jaden said try to uplift yourself try to just be a little shred of Christ today rather than just feeling like you have to do or do not, you know, classic mm. Yoda, you know, there is try <laughs> no matter exactly. what Yoda says, there is try. Um, and I don't know. I, I just love that. And I feel like that's something I've learned and really been able to appreciate lately is just sometimes you just got to try. And sometimes trying, you're still not going to get to where you want, but that's part of trying. And that's part of the gospel. I feel like is you just got to keep trying. Yeah. That puts shame away. Yeah. I remember teaching that in the mission too. It's like in mine and Tanner's mission, we had some really, really lofty goals, even, even daily. Like we're, we're expected to find a lot of people wow. every day, every week, lots, lots and lots. <laughs> and a lot of people would get sh- stuck in this shame cycle because when you're reporting your numbers every night, you're like, I didn't live up to the standard. Yeah, like I wasn't even close today or I was, yeah. <laughs> but it's the same thing with Prentice. Like if you go through a day and you honestly try your best and you can lay your head down at night knowing that you gave your best effort an honest effort that is all that god is asking yeah it doesn't matter like you're 100 percent different every day to take a mm-hmm. quote that we've heard from one of yeah. our former guests yeah there's a sign behind them that says become the yeah. only way you're going to become is by trying exactly i love it <laughs> i love that okay next question that i really want to ask um i'd love i'd love to hear everybody's thoughts about this how do you know that you're repenting or you're on the right track? 
Dang. Brother, I still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of the most common questions that people in the church ask. At least that's something that I ask myself yeah. all the time, you know. I think that's another one of those ones that's so different for everybody. Um, for the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember? So me and Aaron, we, we used to listen. Well, hopefully we still listen. But there's like a set <laughs> number of like talks we would listen to. Not set number, but there's couple of talks we'd like pass back and forth to each other kind of like on our usbs or like on paper and one of them was if i remember right elder iron <laughs> yeah. Right? Come unto christ. yeah come unto christ yeah that ever. one's phenomenal everybody look that up it's a byu devotional come unto christ that one's so elder good Irene. bishop yeah. Irene bishop Irene. yep and so i mean one of the and this that, that one like immediately came to my mind um like the main thing is there there is a uh, a man trying to repent and he, he was doing everything that he was supposed to be doing to repent but he didn't feel like he was repenting and you might need to correct me on you know some some details here but and he went to he went to bishop iring elder iring and was like how do i know <laughs> like he was I about to, to get know. married yeah. he's like i need to know before he's i marry like, this i'm not girl. yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like i'm not i'm not gonna go marry her in the temple i'm not gonna put her through this if i don't know that i have repented and i'm like mm. forgiven too which um, for one thing if you have that attitude that's that's a good indication you're that repentant. you're repenting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I would agree with that. But and go on. Yeah. I think it's important. And so, anyways, and so yeah, Bishop Iring's like, well, that's a great question. Like, I'm who did he? Who was he going to see? He went to a party and saw yeah. Elder Kimball. Yeah, Spencer that's Kimball. who it was. Yeah. yeah. And so he he's like, I'll, I'm gonna see. Yeah, I'm gonna see Elder Kimball, and I'll I'll ask him. Yeah. And so I'm I'm sure the man was like, sounds great. That's awesome. Well, like, like wasn't yeah. he the prophet at the time? Was it? Oh, well, shoot, I'm trying to remember. Pro- bishop Iring was just a bishop of his local ward at the time. And Elder Kimball was an apostle. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I, I don't remember exactly. But anyway, so he goes up, you know, he finds him and he goes up and he's like, hey, I got a question. Like, and kind of explains the um, the guy's situation and that he's been repenting. And he's like, so how do I, what, what do I tell him? How do I, how, when, mm. when is he forgiven? When is he repented? When is all that? And anyways, Elder Kimball just is like, well, like, does he sit in the front row or like, where does he sit, you yeah. know, in, in others quorum front row or, you know, does he show up on time to his meetings? Yes. Does he like all this stuff? Like, and it was he, just like, does he, he complete his home teaching? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, he doing the he small do things basically. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, from that, I basically took, yeah. Are you doing the small things? Are you, yeah. Are you, do you have that? Like you can, you can see, you can see the desire. Do you have the desire? Are you trying, you know? And I feel like that's really what that came down to. And then, yeah, Bishop Byron, after he thinks about it, it's like, yeah, he was doing all those things, you know? And so I think that's just. Yeah, I think that's huge right there is just trying, you know, and realizing Take an that, yeah. Take inventory of yourself yeah. and what actions you're, what, what your behavior is on a yeah. daily basis. But that talk's great. So, yeah, definitely go look at that. Shout out. I think you actually mentioned it in your episode. I did. That talk is that absolutely talk's great. changed my yeah. life. We, we, yeah, that was a good one. We, we, we read or listened to that one a lot on the mission. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts to add on to that, Jane? Um. Well, like Tanner said, peace is, like, really big for me. And I huge. think that is one of the things that, like, helps me know that, like, I'm on the right track. And for me, like, peace doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I can't change or that, like, there's not some level of discomfort of, like, things mm-hmm. that, like, it's not that I'm not aware that I need to yeah. change. It's mm. just being, like, okay, I'm doing okay. I need to, like, keep working, but, like, I'm doing okay. Um, and I, for me, that, like, is just, again, really comforting that, like, I, that I am on the right track and that, like, you know. I'm doing okay. <laughs> well, you emulate yeah. that. Because, Jaden, you're the most peaceful person. Like, just <laughs> listening to you, I'm like, wow. <laughs> <You're> awesome. <laughs> being uncomfortable with the gap between where you are now and where you're, like, perfection, what God's asking of us eventually mm-hmm. in, in the eternities, it's okay to be uncomfortable about that. Well, like, you're also yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my boyfriend about that today. I was like, I went to church, and I just realized I'm so far. <laughs> <laughs> and let it, let it yeah. work on you, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Don't shame yourself. Yeah. Change yourself. Yeah, amen. Oh, wow. Let it move you a little bit. That was nice. That was nice. That was not scripted, folks. That was not scripted. <laughs> wow, inspiration. Okay, I have a I have a scripture verse that, um, at least for me, changed my life on the mission, and I'm assuming it was the same thing for, for yep. Tanner. I remember we were in our last areas probably three months from going home or so, and we were staying in the same house, and we had both gone through like the beginning of the repentance process for what we had been doing throughout high school and things like that. And these sins and the things that I had done in high school, they just kept popping up in my mind. Like I wasn't feeling, I guess, a hundred percent peaceful about it. And I remember one day I was reading the book of Mormon with the book of Mormon Institute manual next to me. And I came across this verse in Alma forty-two twenty-nine, and it says, and it's Alma talking to Corey Anton, I believe. Yep. He says, and now my son, I desire that you should let these things trouble you no more and only let your sins trouble you with that trouble, which shall bring you down unto repentance. And so I remember reading that verse and I literally ran down the stairs and interrupted <laughs> Tanner's personal study. I'm right like, in the middle of it. I'm like, dude, I found an answer <laughs> to this major question that I'd had about repentance. Totally see that. Yep. <laughs> it was it was groundbreaking for me. Like I almost started crying when I and there's a quote that goes along with it. I'd love to read it later, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What does the phrase "only let your sins trouble you" mean to you? Yeah, um, I think. So this is something. I, I feel like I've I've talked about this with Jaden too, um, and this is this just kind of came into my mind first when I heard this when I when you brought this up again. Um, it's just that you can, you can control only so many, so many things, right? And like, there's so many things, you know, if somebody gets mad at you, gets frustrated with you, you can't really control what they're doing. You can control how you are. That's something my mom always would tell us is, you know, no one can make you mad. And you're like, mom, but they made me mad. And they're like, my mom was like, no, no, you made yourself mad. <laughs> like you reacted. And I feel like, I don't know, this is kind of a similar thing, right? Um, like, yeah, you got to let your sins trouble you. Cause I think that, that trouble, that kind of feeling brings you a little bit closer to that okay, I'm ready to repent rather than just like, yeah, I'm going to keep going with, you know, where I'm at. But I feel like, again, there's, there's, it, it reaches a point where it's like you've done your part kind of thing mm-hmm. where you you can feel that kind of peace that Jaden was talking about and just kind of that feeling of like, you know what, I've I've done my part. You know, I've done what I can control, I guess, if, if that's where I'm going. Um, and I think that's something that's been very important to me. You can ask Jaden. I tell her this all the time. She'll get frustrated with me. I'm like, well, you know, like, that's, you can't, no. Anyways, yeah. Well, you're frustrated because you're frustrated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it just yeah. makes me more frustrated. Exactly. <laughs> Whoops. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm a big believer in that, you know, there's there's things that you can control and there's things that are out of your control. And being able to repent for your sins, that is in your control. But once you've repented, um, I think that's kind of why it's like, don't let it trouble you anymore, right? And only let your sins trouble you. It's like, yeah, with when you have your sins, you need to repent. You know, you, you've got to. But after that, don't let them trouble you. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's out of your control at that point. Like, mm-hmm. God, God's taken over kind of thing. And I think that's just something. I, I love that idea and kind of perspective because I think it's huge. And it's mm-hmm. not one that we sometimes, I feel like, really grasp a lot in the church, a lot of it's like, oh, like I've always done this. So I'm always going to be, you know, this, this, this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> mm-hmm. there's also this. So, yeah. yeah. I think another way to look at it is just like you can let your like current, your present sins right now trouble you in a way that they it helps you to grow and like take the next step of repentance. Um, 
but if you've already repented for something and you've felt that peace or that forgiveness then you need to remember that you have been forgiven and i know that's something that i've struggled with with like i've repented for things and felt like i like i forgave myself and god forgave me but like I keep like being like, oh my gosh, did I actually repent for that? Like, (laughs) did I complete all that? I like everything that I needed to. Um, And I think that's what the scripture is saying that like, you shouldn't let those things trouble you anymore. If you've already repented, you're good. Mm -hmm. Don't let it happen again. But like, Mm -hmm. or if it does repent again, (laughs) but um, try not to let that happen again. But your current sins, like you can let those ones trouble you a little bit enough to push you to repent and to have yeah. that godly sorrow yeah do you have any thoughts it's on that bray it's an infinite atonement like what she yeah. was just saying like <laughs> like there's not really an end to repentance no. you're always <laughs> gonna need to repent yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's infinite for a reason it keeps going. <laughs> until you get to heaven and you're with him and you're good yeah i love that i want to share this quote um because there's something to be said Right in, in Doctrine and Covenants, God's, God tells us that he doesn't re- remember our sins anymore, right? After we've repented of them and received that forgiveness. So yeah. why do we remember them? Yeah. Um, Marion D. Hanks gave a talk way back in 1966. Oh, baby. Called, Will I Ever Forget? <laughs> <laughs> but this quote, this quote honestly changed my life. He says, will we ever forget our sins? How can life ever be right if we continue to remember and suffer for our transgressions? Alma knew about sorrowful memories, and he said a supremely significant thing to his son, Corianton. And now, my son, I desire that you should let these things trouble you no more, and only let your sins trouble you, with that trouble which shall bring you down unto repentance. Corianton had committed a serious evil, and had been sorely rebuked by his father. Alma's loving account of the atonement of Christ, his payment made in advance for our sins, humbled Corianton, and his father's good counsel set him on the path to restoration. But he still had his bad memories and the problem of living with them. Alma didn't promise that Corianton would forget. He taught him how to live with his memories productively, humbly, continually appreciative for the mercy and long-suffering and forgiveness of God. You'll remember your sins, we can almost hear Alma saying. You probably won't ever forget. But remember in the right way for the right reasons. Don't let sorrows that inevitably result from sin disqualify you from your blessings or your contribution. Don't shrivel inside when you hear the pointed sermon or lesson. Don't turn from the path of the Lord because you've made mistakes. Don't give up and die spiritually. Christ suffered these things that we might not eternally suffer on condition of our repentance. Let your memories bring you down unto repentance. Let them trouble you only with that trouble which will keep you repentant. Remember, in order to keep fully alive the gratitude of your heart for the love of God and for what Christ has done for you. This quote kind of slapped me in the face. Back then. <laughs> that's a great one. I remember that one pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay, last couple questions yeah. that we want to ask. Um, the next one. Okay, yeah, just two more questions. What would you say to someone who feels like they've gone too far? There is no too far. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I don't know what the best way to say it is because, again, I feel like I heard that all growing up. And it's like, okay, yeah, but I'm too far. You know, it's like, well, I feel like I'm too far. It doesn't matter what you're telling me. Like, I'm too far. Um, And maybe Jaden's got a better answer, one of you guys. But 
I think the the best way is just to yeah to love them regardless. I feel like um, I've talked with a couple of people like in interviews and stuff, and they've asked me some questions about like, well, how do I help this person out, or how do I do this? They feel like they're past this, or they're struggling with the church, or struggling with this concept, and it's like really again, it comes back to that love. If you love them, like they they're, they're going to be able to feel that love regardless. And if especially in the situation of somebody that maybe feels like they've gone too far, I think you can tell them a lot of things, but I mean, if you show them love and you're there for them regardless, it's going to be able to. I think that is one of the first steps to kind of being like, you know what, I actually haven't gone too far. And that's going to go a lot farther than just being like, hey, you know, like, Aaron, you're not too far. It's okay. God still loves you. And it's like, yeah, in in that moment, I feel like when you're the person that feels like they've gone too far, that's the last thing you want to hear. Because it's like, yeah, you've heard that a ton before. It's like that doesn't Mm -hmm. help you. But somebody just being there, I guess, kind of like how Christ is there for us. But, like, being there like a physical, you can see somebody there for you in that same way is huge. Um, and Serving so, you. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of leads you to kind of have that realization that, you know what, that person's there for me because they love me. Christ is also there for me because he loves me. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of leads to that. I'm not too far, right? Like there is obviously some room to make up there, but there, I'm not too far. I can, I can repent. I can get closer to God. I can, you know, kind of make that change. I can become rather than being stuck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was actually kind of basically what I was going to say. Um, I think it's important for someone to know that like they can't go too far and it is important for them to hear that. But like Tanner was just saying, like when you hear that, you've heard it so many times that you're like, okay, yeah, but like whatever, what am I going to do with that information? Yeah. Yeah. So I do think it's really important to like make sure that person feels loved, like so that they know that Christ loves them. Cause like we're taught that Christ loves us and we can feel that. But sometimes in the moment we don't always feel that and i think that's because like christ is not always physically there where we can see him but we can see other people who are there who are like loving us and i think sometimes that just really helps us when we're struggling to feel loved and i think it's also really important to like um kind of learn a person's like love language or whatever like not even (laughs) romantically but just like even as a friend like it's important to know how they feel loved like you know obviously like maybe taking a plate of cookies is like the way that they feel loved but like for some people that that doesn't really mean anything you know so some people like want to spend time with you and want to just like vent and talk about it and just have you like validate their feelings and that's the way that they feel loved and that's the way that they're going to be able to feel christ even if they don't recognize that it's like christ that they're feeling Hmm. yeah do you have anything to add on to that bray if not, let's chill. No, I don't even think murders could go too far for Christ's love. You know? It's it's Christ true. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's covered it all. We're good. Yeah. I'm not worried. Absolutely. <laughs> Should we ask the last question? Yeah. Can I ask it? Go for it, dude. Um, from our conversation tonight, I think I thought it was very progressive and beautiful. So thank you guys so much. But um, what do you think out of our conversation tonight is one thing that somebody is struggling, like, if somebody in your situation at the time is struggling and in the dark, what is one thing that you can bring into the light from just one thing that you would give them advice of how you could bring um, their struggles into the light? Did I ask that good? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I think kind of like what I was just saying of just helping them, like, feel loved like helps them to like know that they don't have to stay in this like dark place that yes darkness happens we all go through those phases and that is part 
of life that's part of our experiences here on earth but also like there is so much good in the world and that can come from most of it comes from christ but it can also we can come to know christ through other things whether it's like friends sometimes you know like nature or something like that helps Mm -hmm. them to just like get out or like exercise or whatever it is for that person just like helping them to feel love love (laughs) helping people feel of god's love through you yeah yeah i think one thing um that kind of stands out to me and we didn't necessarily talk about it but we we kind of talked about it but just knowing that you're not alone um Mm. i feel like yeah a lot of a lot of times with sin we feel like oh it's just me and it's like no like if you knew like what everybody else is going through you'd be like oh hey you know like i'm doing the same thing i'm I'm going through it like let's help each other out you know i was gonna say that's the coolest experience about hearing your guys's story is that aaron came like I know, like, no one's ever done this, and this is the worst thing you've heard. And, like, and he's well, like, brother. <laughs> Dude, it blew my mind that first night. When yeah, because you thought like, you yeah, were so we've alone. we've gone through that, yeah. too. We're like, like hey, what? brother, join us. We, yeah. You're, yep, you fit right join in. Like, let's, let's, out, yeah, let's keep things moving. And I think that's one one thing that, and I and this is, I think, kind of going back to that for strength of youth kind of um, discussion is that's what I feel like the old for strength of youth at least made me feel like. was yeah. like, it's just me. And the new for strength of youth makes it a little mm. bit not like that, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I was even talking to one of my buddies. This was, I don't even remember how long ago this was, a couple months ago. And we were kind of talking about it. And for whatever reason, it did get, it kind of brought up like high school because we, we went to high school together and we were kind of talking about it. And I was like, yeah, like I struggle with pornography and all this stuff. And he was like, what? And he's like one of my best friends. And he's like, you did? And I was like, have I never told you that? And he's like, no, but I did too. And it's like, anyways. <laughs> We were kind of talking about how that probably would have been helpful if we would have made that connection yeah. earlier. You know what I'm saying? Because you to, both are trying to yeah, get somewhere. Yeah, exactly. We were trying. We were both trying. Yeah, and trying's great, but it would have been so much more helpful mm-hmm. to kind of get off the ground that way, you know, mm-hmm. if we would have just been realized that we weren't. Yeah, so much sooner. Yeah, and so I guess the one thing that's is just, true. and that that's kind of goes back to, we, we've talked a lot about like love and being honest and open and being there for people, I feel like, and that's kind of what it is, is just realizing that, you know, whatever you're struggling with, I guarantee you there's, so many in your like circle yeah. that are struggling with the you're same close thing circle. and at the very least if there's something that you're struggling with and you still feel like you're alone like realize that other people maybe aren't struggling with that specific thing but there's things that they're struggling with and then that love that you can show them kind of, i don't know it just it all comes back to love but <laughs> love is great but i feel like just realizing you're not alone you know is a huge huge step into being like okay like I'm, i can do this you know like and not just I feel like that phrase gets turned a lot into like you're not alone because Christ is there and I feel like that's good but not always the right answer for people because it's like some people got to yeah exactly whereas realizing that you're not alone that there are people that you love that you care about that you respect that are struggling as well and that yeah we're all we're all struggling we're all we're all down here (laughs) you know and falling short of being perfect by a long ways and I think that's that's life and that's one of the ways that we can kind of come together but just realizing that yeah you're not alone and that doesn't mean you know just that God is just there for you. It's like, no, there's so many other people mm-hmm. that Dangerous. are there. Yeah. Yep. To you. Yep. And so, yeah. Be the one that brings it up. I think yep. it's a huge thing. Well, uh, that's how this thing started. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. BFFs didn't know we were struggling through things. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. boom, throws it, throw it out there and <laughs> things start happening. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank y'all for, like, for this was a really yeah. cool conversation. <laughs> just hearing Absolutely. y'all, like, talk about your lives and repentance and it's just like you guys are a testament of feeling peace and joy because i can feel it in your home and it's it's <laughs> thank, you. thank you for having us over yeah thank you girl. guys yeah thanks that was awesome 
All right, that's all we got for this week. <laughs> we love y'all. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye.